Hey, what is up, designers, and welcome back to the Surviving the Cancel podcast. Um, it's about 4.52 a.m. It's the morning of day 24. I'm down in the parking garage, recording as usual. And um, today's episode is actually just going to be an update um, on what's actually been getting done since I haven't been updating y'all a lot. So this morning at around 12 p.m., it's February 3rd, 12 p.m. Um, Pacific time, I had the interview with Travis Chappell. Uh, I called him Chappell or something like that in, in the interview, which his name is Chappell. But I don't know why I get in my I got in my brain and kind of stumbled on my words or something like that. But it was a super super good interview. It was um it was really nice. Um, and I think the style of you know the 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 way I carry out interviews is getting more and more you know uh sharp as we're you know getting them done more and more frequently um so I think the surviving the cancel summit is going to be man it's going to be chock full of information and so in terms of the summit roster in terms of pure summit speakers um it's pretty much almost done like I don't really need much more people I'm gonna I'm gonna get some more people but I don't think I really need much more people for that I mean with Travis Chappelle uh Chappell you call him Chappell uh with Travis Chappell um you know he's 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 a, a huge podcaster he's a top 25 po- uh podcaster you know he has a huge audience he has a you know his name has a lot of star power behind it and so I think he opens the door to really be able to even go up further a rung on the ladder and start, you know, getting in some, you know, some people of even greater magnitude, uh, maybe not in, ter- in, in the podcast world, but just uh, generally people like Ryan Moran, people like Chris Harder, people like um, Casey Adams, uh, Neo Davis um billy jean um i think we have enough magnitude to start reaching and pitching people in those tier to come on the podcast um come on the the summit some of those summit guests uh some of those guys that i just mentioned are probably going to be summit partners rather than summit speakers and so they'll reap you know revenue from the entire summit as a whole but essentially i want to get one maybe two partners to split the entire revenue of the summit and have them be one of the main driving factors of getting the whole thing promoted. They'll obviously, you know, they'll also have equity in the company that we're launching on the back end just to make it really worth their while and uh, just to give them a real shot at, uh, you know, another avenue to the level of influence that they want. And so, you know, the, the summit is almost done. I'm ready, almost ready to launch this company. Uh, hopefully, we get a lot of people, uh, of, of these speakers and things like that to promote it to their audience. And, and really just blow the whole door off the thing. And so, you know, I, I got to start the process of, because a lot of these people from Speakers on the Summit, I've been reaching out to September, since September. And so a lot of them haven't heard from me very frequently. I should start reaching out to them and tapping in with them and posting their content and, and really, you know, lighting up those networks, man. The, 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 the Summit, you know, episode that we did with Travis Chapel, man, it was it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful episode. You know, great, full of emotion, full of, you know, actionable steps on how his network went down. He would light it back up. And, you know, he said something in that uh, interview that no one else has said yet, which is really interesting. I can't wait for y'all to see that. 
But uh, the summit is almost done and we almost have the proper players to promote it to make sure that this launch is a, is a huge thing. I think we're going to bring some beautiful technology to the world with the launch of this new company. It's going to be absolutely insane. It's going to, it's going to mark a, like an entirely new era. But um, yeah, so we did the interview today. And um, we also, I, I also usually like I get something done for a day and I kind of just wane. I just kind of just chill back. But I'm actually behind on the days. And so, you know, not only did I get that done today, but I actually finished the first draft of the sales letter that I'll use to convince a summit partner to come on to the summit. I got the first draft of it done. I might read it to you tomorrow. I don't know if I'll read it, you know, on the podcast, but I may. And, um, yeah, that's essentially all that's been happening. Um, one of the biggest ideas or themes I remember, you know, when I got here in Los Angeles, uh, in January of last year, which really was December, you know, the most important thing in my mind was marketing. You know, I was like the rest of the online marketers, just marketing, marketing, telling stories to, you know, increase the percent, you know, the perceived value of a mediocre and, you know, copyable business. Okay, but as I started reading into what differentiated the millionaires from the billionaires, a lot of it was about focusing on a product that was pure. A lot of it was focusing on something that was innovative and 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 affected the user on a on a deep on a deep level. They it gave a deep user experience that was, you know, unable to be replicated in the modern you know at its launch by any of the other competitors. And um, that's what really what billion dollar ventures have always been about you know what are the areas where we can affect people deeply that no one else you know else has yet and it's really got me thinking it's got the the wheels in my mind turning you know i've been thinking even back to people like owen cook and his youtube channel like the videos that he makes for that channel is like he just puts so much effort into it it's a labor of love you know it's, it's just something about you know this world where a lot of our, as we grow older, our actions are influenced by a return on investment, right? You know, I, I wrote this quote down the other day because I just think things and when I think things, I write them down. I said, uh, let me tell you a story behind this quote. This is all ties in. I was, I was, I want to make music. Okay. That's, that's, you know, that's, that's why I'm building this business. So I can affect people with the business because it's something that's important to me now. But also, I envision moving on from this business quite quickly, actually, and not super quickly, but in a reasonable amount of time while I'm still young and making music. Because even if the business reached hundreds of billions of dollars in value, I mean, music is what I want to do. But you need a lot of money to make music. But as you grow older, as you grow into capitalism, you know, uh, the ways you express yourself when they have a need for profitability, you know, kind of become contorted. You understand what I mean? I were, so I was riding with my girlfriend. We were on like Sunset Boulevard or something, uh, Santa Monica Boulevard, actually. And we were riding through Hollywood and I was just flicking through the music channels and something in my mind told me, hey, play on, play King Cruel. King Cruel is like a UK artist that, you know, I listen to, um, I've been listening to for some years, but I hadn't heard a particular song by him i usually listen to his recent albums even though his first albums were my favorite but none of those albums contain his song so i don't whatever so i turned on the you know one of his songs it's called rock bottom type in rock bottom by king cruel 
And this dude, in, in at the making of the song, must have been 19, 18, or something like that. Maybe even 16, I don't remember accurately. But uh, in his song, he play, he's playing this guitar, and he's playing it soulfully. He's playing it like Owen Cook makes videos, or like Steve Jobs make iPhones. And he's, he's playing his phone, I mean his phone. He's playing this guitar and singing this song, I've hit rock bottom, but now I'm running away. You know, and it has such a unique and drawing quality about it, you know, and that quality that, you know, from what I was, you know, feeling myself was that he didn't really care. You know, it was untainted by the world. It was untainted by profitability. It was a labor of love. He was playing it from his heart. And I remember listening to him and other musicians like him and remembering, like, you know, this this song triggered, you know, a nostalgia in me. I was reminiscing on you know, the music I used to listen to all the time because I haven't really listened to a lot of music lately and why I loved it at its core. And I loved it at its core was because it had this, un, you know, this pure, untainted quality about it. You know, it wasn't really t- touched by the world. It didn't, it wasn't like pop music. Pop music has a need for magnitude. It has a need for profitability. But these people were playing because they wanted to play, because they loved to play, because they loved to play for people, because this was in their heart, you know? It wasn't something worldly. It was something intrinsic. It was something inherent. And uh, and that was the beauty of it, you know. And so I wrote down this quote. Um, I don't know why I can't find it. I wrote down this quote. Where's the quote? Okay, here it is. It says, art, and in parentheses I have an expression, because it's really just an expression, takes a different form when it has a need for profitability um and you know i think that's true you know i think art takes a different form when it has a need for profitability and in a lot of the times the form it takes is a a watered down form of what it could be i think we destroy a lot of the things that we want to bring to the world when when we bring it to the world particularly for some type of you know shallow it's not necessarily shallow it's reasonable but some type of external you know driven by some type of external motivation you know some type of external game I mean it's almost paradoxical because they, you know the motivation has to be external because you want to empathize with people and give them what they want but at the same time it has to be a purity about it that's just like I channeled this thing because this is what I care about this is what I love I even was listening to the story about how Mark Zuckerberg made Facebook. And when he first made Facebook, he, he made it just like, you know, this is something that me and my friend, like legitimately, he didn't think it, he didn't make it as a business. He made it because it's something that him and his friends with, you know, thought was cool and that they wanted to use. And he only saw it like he, he was thinking about Facebook. He, he was walking around campus one day and he was talking about Facebook with his friends. And they were just like, man, this is going to be a business someday that someone is going to use to make billions of dollars. But they never thought it would be them. And, uh, they were making it like it was a labor of love. You understand? There was a purity to it, a child, a childish, child, childlike quality to it, an inventfulness, you know, a, a inventiveness to it that that only really comes when you are detached from the outcome of things. I think it goes back to that principle. And so, a lot of my time now, just I, I've been feeling like that. I've been trying to get back in the swing of doing things for you know because it's because of what i feel like because it's, because it's inside of me you know i mean i just posted even on my story the other day no i mean literally like an hour ago uh elon musk after the falcon 9 heavy launch just type in google elon musk falcon 9 launch or something like that 
and it's this picture of him like holding his hands behind his head looking up at the rocket and then he does this interview after and he's like like he's he, he's glowing with joy in this picture and then in the interview after he says i can barely talk i'm so overwhelmed with emotion and you know to have moments where you've toiled so in you know infinitely and on something that means so much to you and like that i think that's what a lot of this is about i think that's what a lot of life is about and if we come from that place we'll find a lot more success and so to have passion as overrated as it is 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 underrated to have a real and genuine fascination like he looked fascinated watching this rocket fly like like it was the it was the most surreal thing he'd ever seen in his life and i'm like i want to be passionate like that and so today you know i'm just trying to I'm, I'm just trying to like lock in and spend huge blocks of time doing singular things i'm not doing many things because i believe in the power of doing singular things but doing them deeply i'm trying to work deeply and so today i you know finished the sales letter and did the interview and i just tried to do both to to such a high degree like i'm just trying to like owen cook back in the day one of the things i like i said i admired about him is he just did these videos and he still does these videos he's going to yosemite national park in the snow and he bought this montclair jacket this canagoose jacket he bought his kids out there and he, he bought like fifty thousand dollar cameras more than a hundred thousand dollars worth of camera equipment and he's in the free youtube videos and he's just shooting these videos with you know no direct return on investment obviously people watch the videos and they buy his products but you know he doesn't like say hey click this button like he doesn't advertise at all in the videos and he has this cult following because of it. And these people that love his content me being one of them because of it. these people who are fans of him whose lives been changed infinitely because of it and he's an amazing guy the stuff he puts out is amazing it's life-changing it's next level and that's something that i, th- I want to emulate that's something that i think everybody should emulate to really just you know be guided by what it is you feel don't let that art take a different form when because it has a need to be profitable because there's a desperation to reap something you know just love it you know labor over it and then let it go um I don't know. That's that's really all I've been thinking lately. I don't even want. I didn't even want to make this a like a long podcast episode because it's five in the morning and I need some sleep. But man, I, I'm I'm just going to be focusing on singular things. But 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 doing it like I give a shit and really feeling the moment. You know, really going deep on it. Like nowadays, man, I, I don't know where I'd be. I was having this conversation with my girlfriend if I never listened to Owen Cook. Because, like, he would talk back in the day, like, I, you know, everybody's so emotionally wound up and emotionally numb at the same time, you know, just completely erratic, but not really feeling to the depths of which they could, even in their most erratic flashes, unless it's negative emotions like anger and, you know, things like that, but sadness, you know, but I remember being a person like this and never really having vivid emotions, you know, and I remember listening to Owen Cook and him describing, like, you know, he would say, you know how people act when they're on acid? Like they look at like something as simple like a fruit and they're like, oh, look at the cells on this fruit. Like he defined, he, he described when I was younger to me uh, through these videos, like he had worked on himself and to, to such a degree and, you know, you know, t- taking so many health, you know, self-help measures that he was at a point in his life where he could like he was really present, really living in life and really feeling not only working on things deeply, but feeling things deeply channeling that, you know, that it, it really, you know, all this channeling this feeling of love, a deep love and a deep passion into your work is indicative. I think of feeling a deep passion and generally, 
you know, really, really, really being clear and aligned inside of you. And um, he would describe moments in his life where, you know, people would be, would be mad about things like traffic stops or like, you know, a red light taking too long, someone cutting them off in traffic. And he would describe like really being able to open up even in those moments where people would melt down and feel the beauty of it. And he would, you know, look at things like like a fruit and just just feel a deep drive and emotion and um <laughs> you know a lot of people think he's on acid or drugs but a lot but that's you know according to him his real personality i seen this, this this video on his instagram the other day where he's just playing with like a bubble like a soap bubble he's laughing and, and joking with his friends about this little tiny bubble that won't pop from like the dawn soap floating around his kitchen and you know as i've been really taking since those last few podcasts and even before that with the start of this new year having a care for life because that was the entire theme of this year um i'm really starting to understand more and more what it is that he was you know uh experiencing like i would i've been very very emotional lately i'll talk to my brothers on like a zoom call and at random points i'll just really feel like crying you know just because i feel the emotion because i really really feel it you know there'll be moments where i just you know, feel such joy that I would just look at the sky and just take it for what it is. And I just, I just really like, it takes me to a different place that's beyond me. And it's something that's beautiful. It's something that's ethereal, you know, and to feel that way and to feel that way about what we do is something, you know, and therefore do what we do deeply because we enjoy it to that level is something that I think is so important, you know. I think three years I've been broken, three years I've struggled, and three years I've been able to unable to launch. And it's because I had a love for the result, but not a love for the process, not a love for the toy, but not even a love for the result. I had a fear of living without the result, of living a life where I was a loser, where I wasn't rich. I was driven by fear and not just a deep feeling love for it. And, and I'm, I'm trying to get to that place. And it's been an amazing journey. Just something to think about. Like even these podcasts, the last one I put out, like these podcasts, so I look at them like Mozart or, or, or Da Vinci. Da Vinci? Da Vinci? I would look at like a statue or something like that. Um, like the statue of David or something like that. You know, these people putting like Sistine Chapel paintings on the roof. Every stroke, every moment, every everything. Like instead of being like a rapper that churns out albums every single day and they're you're not even the best albums. You made them in 15 minutes. They churn out everything. Like, you know, like these podcast episodes, I look at them like that. I want to churn out like a Tepimpa butterfly with these podcast episodes. Something that every second of that audio was something that was thoughtful and crafted and, and, and felt in the soul and in the spirit. You know, I want to make something that translates, you know, to the audience and to the world on a level that's beyond words and so more long form podcast episodes I don't like really making podcast episodes below an hour for that reason and uh so I'm going to get back to that and start when I have real ideas I want to get to a point also where I'm just like not really dropping podcast episodes frequently or consistently but only when there's something of great magnitude so I can really define what it is that I'm speaking on but right now I have to be consistent for metrics sake because I do have to get this message out right now but, um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say for this episode. I know I go on long rants and it doesn't always make sense, but um, let's just have a deep love and work deeply because of it. You know, let's just look at people and feel for them and want to change. So many times I, you know, almost cried tonight even because I'm, like, thinking about, like, 
you know, my family, my brothers, my mother, and my friends, and, you know, the lives that are playing out for them, and, you know, what I want for them, how these lives can be, can be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They can be, it's a word, like, you, like they can be supercharged, essentially. And um, all our lives could be, you know, it, uh, I don't know, there's just so much to say on it. But anyhow, 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 like I said, man, I'm doing like a, 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 a little giveaway, not a giveaway. I'm giving, I'm, I'm giving like, yeah, like a little giveaway to a few, uh, maybe one, but also maybe a few. I haven't decided yet of the people who are listeners of this podcast and um, essentially what I want to do, like I said, I want to give them, you know, either shares in the company that I'm about to launch because I believe they'll be worth a tremendous amount of someday. Uh, I want to give them a split of the back end revenue of this launch that I'm about to do. It's so a literal cash from the launch. Um, I want to give them for free all the products uh, and access to this, you know, uh, this technology that I'm going to launch. Um some amazing stuff. Um, I want, I want to, I want to, you know, offer that to somebody who's actually listening to this podcast, because this is, these are the people who matter and this is where it all starts. And I think, you know, I'm not sure, but you can tell me what you think. You can message me on Instagram at Junie prayer, J U N I E P R A Y E R. What do you think? Um, I think how I'm going to decide is through like a random drawing. But in order to get your name in the random drawing, you can get your name entered multiple times. What you'll have to do is sign up for the Survivor and the Cancel Summit. One, it's an absolutely free summit. You just enter your like your email address or whatever. And two, share the podcast episodes that I'm doing. So if you're signed up for the summit, for every podcast episode that you share, that you share, your name will be entered into you know into the drawing. Okay, and like I said, with the drawing, you can win some pretty cool things when we launch in uh, the summit you'll get a split of the overall revenue like so let's say if you get 10% of the summit and we do a hundred thousand dollars in revenue you'll get ten thousand dollars um so just something cool to you know really get this summit kicked off and get people excited for it um but I haven't really structured how that's going to go I would I would I think sharing the podcast of those is something that is a definite but the rest of it i haven't figured out let me know what y'all think that i should do and what i should offer you all uh as a as a you know as a, as a thank you for being part of this summit being part of this movement um but yeah that's all i really have to say without further ado i'm going to shut this down i'm going to go upstairs and i'm, I'm going to relax and i'm gonna wake up in the morning and i'm gonna I'm do it all over again um my girlfriend's birthday is coming up soon so happy birthday to her um Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Surviving to Cancel podcast. Um, you can find our Facebook page, Surviving to Cancel, uh, and share on there and things like that and follow that page. And we're going to make a group for it. It's going to be amazing. Um, but, yeah, this is Dallas. Thanks for listening. Peace out.